Hey, this is Prince. I'm hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live. What's up, guys? Rob here, Front Row Live Entertainment. I'm hanging out here with Prince in LA, and I'm super excited to be talking to you. First time in LA, like for work, for 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 creative, which is such an experience. I'm assuming, like, how has that been so far? And working with the new team in person instead of just being on Zoom. Yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been really exciting. Um, I had my first session yesterday, so getting in the room with people that are from LA, you know, yeah. feeling the vibe. It's very very different to being in New Zealand. Um, and yeah, like you said, I've been working with a couple of people from LA for a little while. So to meet in person was um, quite a trip, really. I, I really liked it. And it's, it's nice to feel the energy of the city. Yeah. Has, do you feel like that vibe has kind of changed like in your writing process now that you have like this different kind of atmosphere around you? Yeah, I definitely feel more motivated. I think Americans are very enthusiastic I, compared to <laughs> Kiwis. We're very... Um, I don't know, like nonchalant about yeah. things. So it's nice to be in an enthusiastic energy. <laughs> I like it. I really like it. I feed off it. So talk to me about this writing session that you just did. I saw Sam was the producer yes. for this, but I, You've done your homework. I, I know that Sam has worked with Joe Pepe. And I don't know if Joe Pepe is also in this picture as well with you. No, but I actually don't know who that is. Okay, I should well, know. I'm you terrible. <laughs> definitely get to know him because okay. he's an incredible producer as well and songwriter. Okay. Um, but, you know, with this session with Sam, like how has he so far? I know it's like too soon, but like mm. so far with this just one, this just with this experience, like how has this kind of changed your way of like maybe like considering how to write or like maybe like vocalizations or how to like really find your place in in the song in the sound of the of the song yeah well i i haven't actually been in a room with a producer since pre so mm. you know and that was what 2019 when i first started working on music i was yeah. in a very very different position my music sounded completely different to what it did right now um so to be in a session with somebody and be able to watch the full process and the full song sort of come to life it mm. was actually quite inspiring and i also had a writer um alex noble in there as well okay. with me who i've been working with um just over zoom for the last maybe six months or so so to get in the room with the three of them um yeah absolutely loved it and it was just very cool to watch the full song come to life yeah. instead of just little bits at a time <laughs> and then <laughs> waiting send for it, it to load <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i'd go to sleep and then i would wake up and it would be there <laughs> so no it was it was very cool yeah and you know with this entire experience as well like i you just mentioned 2019 was the first time you started writing music or working on music pretty much yeah. which is like insane because you listen to Most your of my career is that is wild yeah. because you listen to your music and it sounds like you've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> Do you know the difference was, was actually, so during, obviously everybody moved to Zoom sessions yeah. and prior to that, I was only working with people in New Zealand and I, I couldn't quite deliver, I guess, the the type of sound that I was looking for, mm. which is quite electronic. Um, and I was sort of sitting there and I was thinking, well, why do I have to do Zoom sessions with people in New yeah. Zealand now? Why can't I do it with anybody anywhere? World, yeah. And that led me to reaching out to um, a production team called House of Wolf who were based here. They're not at the moment, but they were based here for many, many years mm. um, and working with them. And then another couple called Jill and Sean who also lived in LA. Um, and that's the first time I decided just to reach out and see, well, you know, if we, yeah. if I can do it anywhere then I may as well reach out and yeah. see who I can find. Um, and that really completely changed the game for me, um, which has been great. Yeah. And House of Wolf has been pretty much the producer or the, the team behind most of the music that you have so far. Yeah. Copycat Killer most recently yes. as well. So like, what is that collaboration like? Um, I know most of it was through Zoom, but mm. like, 
how of it. Do, I've never met them. <laughs> wow. Like it, it's, it's still mind blowing to me that, cause you know, like I'll do interviews on zoom and like mm-hmm. that disconnect just like makes it harder for me to, to like kind of either follow through or like consider my next question. Yeah. But I can't imagine what that's like, like during that creative process where it's like, Oh, I have this idea. And then it's like, wait, hold on. I didn't hear it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's a lot of lag. <laughs> um, it's, it's been good though. I think because I haven't really known much different, Yeah, it was just easy to adapt to. And I think the, the product was so much better than anything that I'd done that mm. I just wasn't really that worried about it. I've actually gotten quite used to it. So now getting in sessions with people, nice. it's, um, yeah, it's a, I'm like, Oh yeah, this, is actually what it's supposed to be like yeah. <laughs> not over zoom calls so yeah it's been good yeah and let's talk about copycat killer this mm. most sing- most recent single um you keep changing it up every single time that you release something and that's what i really love about you that it's like um every it's so diverse like every single song has a different kind of vibe a different kind of style and feel mm. your vocals are different as well every single time what made it different for copycat killer? And do you think about this in the writing process or is that something that happens after you're starting, like once you're starting to record? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think about it intentionally. I definitely just like to kind of feel the vibe in the moment. I don't mm. really have an end goal. Um, I like it to be quite authentic when yeah. I'm, when I'm writing. So copycat killer, you know, it started off sounding very different. It didn't have that heavy electronic drop that it has. Yeah. And I, that was actually just a house of wolf idea that they came back to me with. And for me as well, like the, the live, um, the live side of things and performing live is a really, really big part of mm. my, like it's, it's my favorite thing in the world. I yeah. love performing live. So I always think about how it's going to translate. And we tested copycat killer, um, last year maybe from april we started playing it in my set just to see how people would respond to it and it always popped off and people really loved it so for me that was just a sign that you know it was going to be a a good song and and hope that people loved it it's definitely a bit out the box yeah um copycat killer it's not commercial like some of the other tracks that i've put out but i like that now do you feel like this is what like this is the direction that you're trying to go through with your music or is this just like one of those one-off situations where you wanted to experiment you want to try something new yeah i don't know um it's hard to say like i definitely i definitely write electro pop music mm-hmm. um electronic pop music sometimes it goes more commercial sometimes it goes a little bit edgy i yeah. do tend to naturally write some sort of edgier stuff but i also um have a lot of nz radio support in mm-hmm. new zealand um and so for me I don't want to completely isolate those relationships right. as well. So I, I like to do a little bit of both, but yeah, I just, whatever comes out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool because it's like, as I mentioned, like you give us so many different styles, so many different vibes with everything that you've released. I know uh, when we first spoke on email, I told you Savage like really kicked off yeah. for me, which was a very edgy kind of song. Most recently, I've been falling in love with something new. Like that's the one that's ah, really talking to me. Interesting. And so it's kind of cool because it's like, at the same time, it feels like I'm listening to different artists, but it's like <laughs> one artist giving me everything that I'm kind of yeah. feeling or into. I don't want to be too predictable, you see. That's perfect. Yeah. I, I know lots of artists and it's it gets hard when you know what they're going to put out. You yeah. kind of know it starts to sound a little bit the same. So I do like to keep things interesting. So what's your process like? The writing process, at least like when you're writing something like something new, mm-hmm. then going to Savage and then going to Copycat Killer. Like, mm-hmm. does that change at all in that process or does that all pretty much stay the same? All, all three of those songs were um, written with Jill and Sean, who are based here. Mm-hmm. 
and produced by House of Wolves. So it was actually the same process for all three of those songs. And basically, I just started working with Jill and Sean over Zoom. We yeah. started um, just talking about the concept of the songs and writing a very, very basic, um, I guess, like beat or a bit of production to kind of go with it. And mm. then I would take it to House of Wolf later on and they would pad out the production side of things. And we would just sort of go back and forth and tweak it until it's pretty much at its final product. Yeah. But um, I would record the vocals with my manager Luke who's mm. also here um, and we would do all the vocal production ourselves and sort of send it back to House of Wolves so it was a lot of back and forth um, but yeah that's pretty much how, how it works. Do your vocals get impacted at all depending on the style or sound or instrumentation that you're having with every song? What do you mean by that? As far as like um, do you go and try different vocal ranges or different ways of delivery? Yes yeah definitely I think because my so my manager is my partner we spend a lot of time together so I guess us being very comfortable with each other means mm. that we can experiment and just muck around you know sometimes it'll be at 2 a.m after a few wines sometimes it'll be at 9 a.m in the morning so you're just, always working basically we're always working we're always working but we love it <laughs> <laughs> what out of these three songs which one would you say challenged you the most whether it was vocally in the writing process or just like recording the, the actual song I think maybe savage for me purely because a lot of the lingo is actually um it's probably quite normal mm. for you and obviously i wrote it with people from la so there's a lot of things that we don't say in new zealand in that song mm. um so getting used to funny little um quirky lingo that comes from america was like quite interesting and also the pronunciation of my words yeah. in that song you know I, I try really hard not to sound like a kiwi when i sing because i don't think it sounds very good <laughs> um and so it took a lot of practice just to sometimes nail like the vowel sounds for me and, and savage so i would yeah. say that's probably the most challenging one out of the out of the three do you feel like there's like this language barrier though like when you're working on music especially with like an american team I wouldn't say it's a language barrier. It just makes me laugh. And I think it goes both ways. Sometimes I'm like, you guys say that here? <laughs> it's so strange. But it's funny. It's cool to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with something new, I love that kind of, it gives me this kind of vibe of like an 80s kind of soundtrack. Someone said that to me yesterday. Someone said that to me yesterday. See, there you go. Yeah. Like, So it's like, it's kind of cool because it's like, again, you're taking me all over the place with your music. And it's not in a bad way. It's just like you're giving me so many different eras, I guess mm. would be the best way to say it. I've never thought about that song as being 80s sounding. So that, that's interesting. It, that also I mean, it doesn't start It doesn't start 80s, but then there's like these undertones like through the through the song that like give me these. It's like a flashback almost. Yeah, right. So it gives me this kind of nos like nostalgic kind of vibe. Interesting. Um, what was your mindset when you started writing that song? That song for me. So I. I really, really like something new. I'm very proud of that song um, and the music video that goes with it. But for me, I was writing that song when I was about to move out of Christchurch. Now, Christchurch is a very, very small mm. town. It's actually the, I think it's the second biggest city in New Zealand, but it's about 380,000 people. Wow. So it's very small. Um, and what comes with a place like that is just quite small minded people. There's not, mm. you know, there's not. I, I was kind of like the big fish in the little pond yeah. for a bit. And I'd, I'd sort of outgrown that scene and I'd been there for a while really working on my craft and just trying to um, find a way to get out of New Zealand and really push mm. my music internationally. So I was really going through that feeling of wanting people to sort of support me, but felt like I didn't really have the backing from not really friends, but just the the 
the scene, I guess, in Christchurch. Um, I really struggled with that, and so I was definitely feeling that at the time, and I just wanted to write something about outgrowing the city that you're in and like yeah. moving on to something bigger. Yeah. Now, the fact that like this whole thing happened not that long ago, mm. 2019, as you mentioned, yes. you are, do you feel like you're still trying to discover who you are as an artist or where you fit in this industry? Or do you feel like you know, like what kind of artist and sound it is that you want to continue to pursue? It's, it's definitely becoming more and more clear. Um, I still, I like the idea of switching it up. I definitely know the, the style that mm. I'm, I'm looking to create. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a creative process. So you never fully, you never yeah. fully know. <laughs> yeah. I know you have a couple collaborations with electronic artists. Um, yes. Like I, one thing I love about electronic artists is that they, I, they always help me discover new female vocalists. Interesting. Um, yeah. just because there's always a lot of that, like, um, a lot of those songs that have that kind of empowering type of sound mm -hmm. and then that voice is just so incredible to listen to along with the, with the lyrics in the track so do you see yourself working with more electronic artists at the same time like whether it's you creating the song from scratch or you collaborating on their song yeah i'm definitely looking at um, more collaborations i've started working with a drum and bass artist actually from la mm -hmm. i'm not sure whether the song will come out who knows yeah. but um but yeah definitely very very interested in collaborations so if there's anybody out there Please, let's do it <laughs> yeah always always open to new ideas yeah. um initially i wasn't sure because the, the two songs i have out are drum and bass tracks mm. which i don't know if that's quite a big genre here in um it's starting to get bigger yeah there's people it's funny because i to me before electronic music was electronic music mm. and then like my wife will listen to like this kind of style and then her friends would listen to this other kind of style mm -hmm. and i never realized there was like multiple styles in that genre as it as it is so i mean i'm sure there's a little bit of everything here yeah yeah yeah. i think there is i i would think you would be very surprised if you went to either new zealand australia yeah. or the uk drum and bass is just takes the cake everywhere like really? people are obsessed with it wow um which is fun and you know lee matthews the the two boys that i collaborated with in new zealand they're maybe one of the definitely one of the biggest drum bass artists in New Zealand. So yeah. getting on board with them was, was great. And I really caught them at a good time. They were kind of having a bit of exponential growth. Mm. Um, and they're just really, really down to earth Kiwi lads. So <laughs> yeah, it was really great to work with them and it definitely helped put me on the map in New Zealand. So yeah. I'm very grateful and definitely looking for some more collaborations, whether it's drum and bass or whether yeah. it's house, whether it's just whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Now you've been, you, you had a pretty big tour last year or you've been touring. <laughs> And I love that you already have that going on. Yeah. Um, I feel like for a lot of artists, it takes a long time to get to that position where they can have some kind of world tour, like mm -hmm. be able to just get out of their city or country. Right. Like, so how has that experience been for you? Um, and how do you feel like that's impacted like your fuel and fire that you have for this music that you're creating? Yeah, I think for me, the live side has always been the most exciting part for me. I, that's where most of my experience comes from. And mm. also my my manager as well, he like has maybe 12 years in the audio world. So yeah. the combination of us together means that the live side is really where we, I'd say we'd like to shine. Um, and I've got a great band, a great team around me. I, I just, I love the show. <laughs> I always think about the show. Yeah. So we, we were planning that tour all through. We planned that tour for two years and wow. we were just like, as soon as, 
the world opens up, we're going to yeah. go out and we're going to do this. We're going to make it happen. And so that was the, the first time last year that we really got to um, test it out and I guess see what different markets, what, what the response was in different mm. markets. And, you know, we went through Australia for the first time. We went through Asia. We went through Europe, got to play Primavera in Barcelona, which was the most unreal <laughs> experience Doing it ever. all. <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, we're looking to to play at any yeah. point that we can. That's just our favorite thing. Yeah. So. And you just played with Rudimental last week. I did. So, yeah. you know, talk to me about that show and how was that experience? Like that, that, um, their fan base is completely insane. Like yes. anytime they have a live show, it's just insane. So what was that experience like for you? And did you feel that you were welcomed from the moment you stepped on stage or did you feel like it was one of those situations where you had to like kind of introduce yourself to the audience? Well, I was, so the show was in Christchurch, which I'd been living in for about 10 years. So mm -hmm. for me, um, it was already an audience that for the most part knew who I was. Yeah. Um, Rudimental are very, very lovely. They, they, they really surprised me. They were very um, chatty backstage. Yeah. They were keen to connect, which isn't always the case. Yeah. Um, but they were very welcoming. And we also played with them two days after that at a, a show called Symphony, which is an EDM orchestra to 35,000 people in Auckland, which I think is the biggest show, not the biggest show, but the biggest festival um in new zealand yeah i don't even know if they knew that christchurch was a place yeah but they embrace it and they put in a great show it was very very cool yeah. they, they had like the full band not the dj version yeah. um which i think is about eight people on stage yeah it's Abs a full experience amazing yeah, yeah really cool that's insane so you're here for a couple of weeks what is next for you what what does 2024 look like for you um really the focus for me is to start writing a whole bunch of new material um which is why i'm here in la to start mm. working on some new music um lots of touring we are looking to go and do asia again hopefully back to europe and then eventually we'd we'd like to come and start doing shows in in the u.s so that's a big plan but lots of releasing and just lots of shows okay and just to close us off with the music that you've released so far what has his what has this taught you about yourself and your music and your craft I think for me, I just need to. I just need to remind myself that I am capable of doing it. Mm. I think there's a lot of nerves, especially coming to somewhere like LA. You know, yeah. there's a lot of stigma around it. There's a lot of pressure, and I think just having confidence in myself that I can, that I can deliver, and that I I can do this. You know, yeah. sometimes you get in your head a little bit about it, so. It's a nice little reminder when I go into sessions like yesterday just to yeah. be like, no, it's okay. Like you're meant to like, be here. You belong here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're meant to be here. <laughs> no imposter syndrome at all. Like, no. Yeah. No. I think everyone struggles with that. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, it's always worse when it's like you're feeling like there's no traction going. And yeah. obviously I don't think that's what you're feeling. Cause I feel like all your music that you've released so far is getting so much love and attention. So I'm looking forward to more from you. I'm Thank excited you. that you are here in LA and working with like more people in person. Yes. Um, in person. And I'm looking forward to see what 2024 brings. So thank you so much for hanging out with That's me. It's okay. You guys be sure to check out Prin's new singles out now. It's called Copycat Killer. And if you enjoyed this interview, please hit subscribe. And uh, thanks for watching. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more. And I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.